I don't know. I think you could say the mayor um, dropped the bomb on city employees yesterday. I think you could. Only because um, uh, I don't know if they expected a mandate. However, comma, <laughs> all around them, all the universities and the biggest businesses are all mandating the vaccine. But knowing the inside info on this has been particularly frustrating within the, the police department where to this date, only 60% roughly are vaccine. And you know how I feel about this. Ah, man, these guys, they're my favorite people on earth. I'm just telling you that. I sat on my couch last night fighting with a big shot within the police department because I support the mandate. Let me read some of his... uh, let me read, and I got to get to my man. Oh, uh, so here we go. Um, it's our choice, freedom of choice. We have the choice. We'll walk off the job. I, I'm just, I'm just telling you that on the streets, he says stuff like, So why don't we force everyone, including religious exemptions, in the Amish, close the borders, shoot on sight? He's exaggerating. Make a point. It's called freedom. We have a choice. We will stop policing to protest. Whoa. It's going to happen. All this last night. Vaccine mandate. They have until December to get uh, vaccinated. 22nd. Bob Schwartzwalder, Union President, joining me. Bob, how are you, man? Good morning, Marty. Thanks for having me. Can you hear me okay? Oh, it's fantastic. I'll preface this by saying I go way back with Bob. There is no one, no one who does more research. There was no one more honest, and there's no one more available. So the vaccine mandate by December 22nd, your rank and file are hacked off about this. That's safe to say, right? Well, it's just not just the police, Marty, the firefighters and other city employees as well. But I represent the police, so I'll give you our, our position if you'd like to hear it. Please, sir. Please. Okay, so this is a mandatory subject of collective bargaining because what it is, and I'll try not to be too fancy with the legal terms, this is a unilateral change of working conditions. In other words, a cop is hired. They go through a plethora of tests and exams and uh, background investigations uh, and a bunch of other things, Okay. Now, in the middle of these, in the middle of this pandemic, after our officers work through the pandemic, we're not allowed to stay at home. We're on the front lines, out there doing all the civil disturbances and so on. We've now implemented a unilateral change of the working conditions, saying we appreciate what you did for us last year, but now you're going to get the vaccine or you'll be fired by Christmas time. And why, why the big rush now? During all the protests and so on, nobody cared about that. I know the vaccine wasn't available then. The vaccine's been available since the beginning of the year. And now all of a sudden, the day before election, now we're going to issue a mandate because that's what's going on today. We're having an election right now. We're going to have a mandate and we're telling our officers, if you don't get it, you're fired. Hey, Bob, so people understand the semantics of this and Bob is the best at it. You're talking about Act 111, are you not, sir? That's correct. Act 111 is the statute that governs police and fire, mandatory subjects of collective bargaining, because that is the deal that the citizens made with 
the government in 1967. This law has been around for over 50 years. And the deal is we cannot strike, but we do have the absolute right to collectively bargain over our working conditions. And the city is ignoring it. That's what happened in Chicago. That's where that judge just came in with an order, Judge Mitchell. It's an excellent order. I just read it. And I believe that's exactly what's going to happen here. He delayed the um, mandate is what he did. Correct. Right. Because they have the right to bargain over it. Because here's the problem, Marty. What are you going to do? And I'm going to ask this rhetorically. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, what are you going to do if an officer is medically prohibited from receiving the vaccine? In other words, let's just say there's a legitimate, and we don't know all this information right. yet, and neither right. does the FDA and neither does the CDC. But what do you do with that officer? Do you put him on workers' comp while well, he can't perform his duties or she can't perform her duties now? Or who's going to compensate if something goes wrong with the vaccine? Because remember, the vaccine manufacturers are liability free through 2024. Is the department and the city and its citizens going to say we're going to compensate you for any serious adverse effects that occur to you by this mandate? By the way, so people know this, this Bob Schwarzwalder Union president. Bob is vaccinated, and you're pro-vax. You're not an anti-vaxxer. This has nothing to do with that, does it, sir? That's correct, Marty. I'm vaccinated all the way up through the booster, but I made a choice, though, Marty. Right. See, nobody had to hold my hand or drag me, just like any other medical procedure. I went and got a physical two weeks ago. The city doesn't mandate physical fitness standards. The city does not mandate annual physicals. They don't mandate any of that. But now, all of a sudden, you're going to turn around and when you don't even mandate physical fitness standards or anything like that or bargain over those, you're going to say, but you will take a needle in the arm without bargaining. And, and that's what the officers are talking about. They're not talking about just raw freedom. They're saying, well, who's going to protect me and my family if something goes south? And that's the FOP's position here. That's why we believe in vaccines, but it's something you need to conduct, contact your PCP about and have a legitimate discussion about whether or not you should be receiving it and whether or not you're even capable of receiving it. So, so people know this. I've been told, and you tell me if this is accurate, your phone's blowing up with guys so angry about this mandate. Is that accurate, sir? <laughs> right? Not you just, chuckle. Not yep. just, I'm sorry, more than I, I chuckle. Not just from, from my members, but from the media as well. Right. Well, the media wants to statement. I'm sorry I, I, I laughed there for a minute. But yes, my, my phone blows up, uh, has been blowing up for the last two days. You're correct. And, and officers are enraged about this. In fact, they're telling me they'll quit first. You're hearing that too, aren't you, sir? Well, I have 257 that can walk tomorrow morning. They're eligible for retirement. And one thing you got to remember about my millennial cops, they'll go get a new job. They don't care. By the way, I've seen this in healthcare. It's ironic that he should say this. It's also so spot on. So the old school folks, the old school doctors and nurses are like, I'm in, man. Burn the house down. I'm staying inside to fight the fire. The youngins are saying, to hell with you. I'm out. Right, Bob? Right? They, right, and they will do it, because I've watched them do it. Because remember, <laughs> for true. probably five of my last seven years, my resignations have outpaced my retirements in five of my last seven years. What about, so what what about, about the, the, officer, what about the implication of a work stoppage, sir, even though that's illegal? That's illegal, that's illegal and I'm going to make that very clear right now as a union president. That is unlawful. That's a violation of Act 111. That is an unfair labor practice against the union. I do not endorse any type of work stoppage whatsoever, nor will I endorse that privately or publicly. It is a violation of the law. Hey, Bob, can and you I hang on? Can you hang? Sure. He's excellent. Got a lot more to get to, including, and he knows this, one of his friends could die today from COVID. Today.
Bob knows this. Uh, courts across the country, including the U.S. Supreme Court, have in many cases uh, shot down the litigation uh, that are the litigation from law enforcement folks, from medical workers, lawsuits saying they won't get vaccinated, saying the mandate is illegal. Up to the U.S. Supreme Court in Maine said, uh-uh, go back to work or get fired. Get the vaccine or get fired. Um, nothing yet in Pennsylvania. Bob Schwarzwalder, Union President, joining me. Bob, I don't want to talk for you, but I, I'm guessing, based on what you're saying, you will litigate this. You will go to court, sir. That's correct, Marty. We're evaluating with our attorneys right now. But here's the difference when you talk about those other states. Their labor laws may not be as strong. And they may not have a statute as strong as Act 111. A lot of those states are right-to-work states. They are not collective bargaining states. So when you look at, like, Illinois, that's a collective bargaining state. You look at Pennsylvania, that's a collective bargaining state with very strong labor laws. And remember what our argument is. You've got to bargain over the uh, working conditions that you're unilaterally changing. And in this instance, mandating a medical procedure is definitely a change in working conditions. You know, and, and with extreme, potentially dangerous consequences for some. I'm not saying for a lot, because like you put at the outset in your int- introductory dialogue, I, you know, I am vaccinated through the booster. But the point is, I made my own choice. I'm a grown man, and I make my own choices in this world. My job as a union president is to make sure that my membership has adequate and excellent health care benefits. It's their decision how they use them. And the question then becomes, what if the, what if the narrative was this way, Marty? And you're a bright guy. and You like to dig into arguments. Yes, I what am. All right, you ready for this? Always. (laughs) So so what if I did this, Marty? What if the argument was this? You ready? Yes, sir. What happened? Government's mandate was you're not allowed to get it. Now what do you do? What if the narrative was going in that direction? You're not permitted to get the vaccine. You're saying, wait a minute, I want to get the vaccine. It'll help me. Well, if you don't, if you go and get that vaccine, we're going to fire you. Yeah. What if the argument was that way? Yeah. Kind of silly narrative. You're my man and all, but here's my issue with it. And you, let me say this because we're friends. We go way back, and uh, I had a big fight with one of your guys last night, and we're still friends. But it is what it is. So uh, here's my deal, and you know this, man. You have already been to two funerals of friends of yours, friends, and and you know this without naming anyone. Another friend of yours will probably die today. He's on life support, right? That's accurate, yes. I don't know, because I know you, man. You're a big, big-hearted SOB. You are very tied emotionally to passion and compassion. You just are, man. I don't get how someone like you, with those sorts of passions, can watch friends die and not make them get vaccinated to save their lives. I don't get it. You know where I'm coming from. Well, Marty, I have friends of mine that have died because they've been shot by gunfire. and They still strap on their vest and wear their gun belts and go out into the field every day. I have military friends of mine that have been killed either in parachute accidents or in combat, and, and they've, done this, they've taken the same risks. My point here is, is this. You have a government, a political subdivision, which is not a sovereign government, going to now dictate... Okay, political subdivision is not the sovereign government, it's the state. Right, you know, right. the, the legislatures make these laws and the governors. Okay, so, so the point becomes, the point becomes, he, and I hope somebody's trying to buzz me on my yeah. phone, so I hope I'm interfering. Sorry. Sorry. So we'll just work through it. But yeah. my, my point here is 
my the officers that I represent have labor rights. Right. You're unilaterally, you're unilaterally making a condition uh, to their conditions without bargaining and telling them what the ramifications are. And we don't even know what the ramifications are if someone can't even get the vaccine. What if they they medically can't get it, Marty? What if they can't? What do you do with that officer or that group of officers that can't, through their PCP, medically documented evidence, can't get it? Because remember, all this stuff is still emergency authorized use. And then what happens if three, five, seven, ten years down the road, there are adverse effects? Who's covering that? Who's covering that officer with three years on a job that now has a problem at year 10 or a woman that wants to have a child and maybe makes them infertile? And I'm not saying any of this is accurate. You know, there's too much unknowns out there. My point is it needs to be addressed, and that's what we're addressing here. And for the city to just unilaterally implement this without dealing with these situations, hey, look, if the city's saying that, why didn't they put that into policy? Hey, Bob, you you think it's a low blow by the mayor as he heads out the door? Well, I I think the timing is questionable at at a minimum. I get it. I mean, we have two mayoral candidates running today, and I don't like to get into the political discussions. Yep. But they should have been allowed to have their own day in the sun. They could have dropped this on Wednesday. No, I get it. Or they could have dropped this on Thursday. I get it. Why, why, why all of a sudden you got to drop it on November 1st? No, I get it. Hey, man, uh, Bob, you've always been straight shooter, man. Um, I wish you the best of luck with this. And you got to do what you got to do. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Marty. Thanks for having me and covering the story. Stay tuned. My man.